This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mix. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Wizzlick inside with a two-hand flush. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. And when they win, not if. When they win. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. First and ten. Gibbs was in motion. Outside he goes. Laporta gets by Chosen Tour to the pylon. Five in the secondary for the Broncos. Here they come with five. There's the catch, a touchdown by C. Brown. Gibbs is in, first and ten. Laporta up block. Gibbs turns the corner. And he is in for the touchdown. Second down and ten. Fake to Williams. Here they come up the side. Malafonwu, and it's picked up on the play. Look at the big man. We're the same team that's been here all year, man. We went out and played ball. We played clean. We played offense, defense, special teams. And that's what it looks like. That's how we play. We're hitting our streak at the right time. All right? But we're the same team. We know exactly what we are. All right? And now that you win, you're putting more stress on everybody else. All we got to do is get another one. Man, I'm proud of you. It's a great win, man. That's And we got more to go. Next level trolling from John. Next level trolling from DJ Raya Dig in Ford Field. It's Victory Monday. It was Victory Sunday. Now it's Victory Monday. That was the exact type of game the Lions needed to get back on track. To a T, four quarters of football, offensive domination, defense, defense rose to the occasion. Ben Johnson was on one, showcased everybody in the offense. Healthy balance of everyone. Aaron Glenn deserves a lot of credit. Made a bunch of personnel changes. Was dialing up the blitzes. You know it's a good game when your head coach is on cruise control. Dan Campbell didn't have to do anything, really. Fantastic showing. And they did it in primetime. The whole world got to see it. They were on Fraud Watch. Guess what? Guess what, national media? Can't say that anymore. What a game for the Lions, John. That was incredible. Yeah, I... uh... I, I told you in our picks that I thought it was going to be closer than obviously it wound up well, being. I, I thought Denver was going to cover, but the Lions are still going to win a one possession game. I thought Russ was going to give them issues. No, no, no. And it was just pure domination. And obviously I played a lot of offensive highlights in that little intro, but I think the defense deserves a lot of credit too. Cause everyone's going to look at Laporta. We're obviously going to talk about golf. Cause he's, you know, always a, a, a topic after a eh, Lions game. We're figure, talk I figured about, we wouldn't just wouldn't talk about golf today. Oh, no, no. Yeah, five touchdowns. You know, eh, throw it out the window. But but my boy and yours, Aaron Glenn, play calling wizard with some of these blitzes. Listen, Russ was listen. in a blender at times, and you can't fully contain him. He still, you know, was able to extend plays at times, but the rush was just not effective for Denver. And they had a couple, you know, uh, I would say decent pass plays but they really couldn't connect with anything uh, too deep down the field. And it was over at halftime, really. You never felt, even though Denver did come out of that 
second half uh, break and score, you never felt that they were going to get back into that game. The third touchdown was there, and 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 that was it. And honestly, the main takeaway because we're going to talk about you know where you should feel as a Lions fan right now, or at least where we're feeling uh, at, at this current point, a week away from Christmas. But it was nice to see a game that like they pretty much had from the jump, right? For they, four it, quarters, it, yeah. They finally shut the door on a team in the third quarter, yeah. and said, "You're not getting back into this. We're not going to let you hang around." Because that's been the struggle for the past month, the past ever since that Baltimore game, really. They would let teams linger. They wouldn't shut the door. They didn't do that on Saturday. They closed the door. And to your point about Aaron Glenn, yes, the defense has been atrocious for most of this season. Started out nice. Then it it went downhill, downhill really fast. Everyone was calling for his job. But we got to a point in the season where it's like, all right, you can't, you can't fire someone. It's going to ruin the mojo of this team. But it was still such a bad performance week after week after week. I mean, last week we talked about for so long, he's not setting his guys up to succeed. Why is he not playing Brian Branch? Well, Brian Branch got more playing time, and guess who got benched? Jerry Jacobs. Oh, would you look at that? You bench Jerry Jacobs, and your defense all of a sudden looks good again. That can't be a coincidence. So you're bringing in Khalil Dorsey and this Vindor guy who you pulled off the Bears practice squad. Simple moves, not to mention Ify Melifonmu playing over Tracy Walker. My man. He balled out. Mm-hmm. He had that blitz. You heard it in the intro. Ended up getting the strip sack. Bugs picks it up and just keeps running. Get the big man an oxygen tank. What a game from the Lions. Aaron Glenn was fantastic. Aaron Glenn, with the personnel changes he made, went bananas. And now he's getting his guy CJ back. He's going to get a lean back soon. Mm-hmm. He's getting James Houston back soon. Guys, this this is something. You're back on. I'm back on the hype train. Ben Johnson, oh. <laughs> we made fun of him last week because the offense was nowhere to be found. They get you back said he's to not an NFL feet. head coach. Hey, whoa. I said, I said, I don't know if he was ready to be an NFL say, head coach. And, and you said it too. You was like, ah, I don't think this guy is uh, NFL head coach quality. Uh, yep. Kiss Ben Johnson goodbye. Uh, After that game, he's, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Man, he him got, and Harbaugh, that's crazy. <laughs> what did we ask him to do last week when the offense would look stagnant, when we were asking, you know, why is David Montgomery not running the ball? Why mm. is J-Mo not getting more targets? He answered everything. Mm. He got everybody involved. It was such a healthy balance of everyone on offense. I mean, you score on five touchdowns in your final six drives. We said last week he wasn't setting the offense up to succeed. Eight different third and tens versus Chicago. I only counted three this week. Only three times they faced a third and ten. This was a fantastic game from start to finish. Well, let me take that back. First drive, I got worried. <laughs> it, was, it was five straight passes against Denver's defense that we talked about on Friday. It was 29th in DVOA and stopping the run. And I was like, what are, what are we doing? But then they turned that around so fast, and it was just a dominant performance. That's exactly the type of game the Lions needed. It's the one we've been asking for for so long, John, really dating all the way back to to Baltimore. Baltimore seemed like such a fork in the road for the season. You lose that game to Baltimore, and all of a sudden it was, we're winning games, but not in a dominant fashion. Yesterday, or Saturday, dominant. Dominant. And that was a must-win for Denver. Like, don't let that be forgotten. No, no. And and they're they're still in the mix in the AFC, but not as positioned as they want to be, even with New England coming up. And 
honestly, like, you know, we played the mask off song in, in the intro as, as sort of like a joke and, and a dig at, at Russell Wilson. But the mask off means, all right, what is your true identity? And you wow. saw it from both teams. And for the Lions, and and Campbell even said it in his little uh, thing at the end, this is who we've been. It's taken a while for them to restore their identity, but that's Detroit Lions football in this current day and age and, and the culture that Dan Campbell's trying to build. How long where, have you been sitting on that one? It's, why, it's, it's, it's part of why I chose it, too. You know, Everything has a meaning. Uh, you know, I, I do nothing that's not intentional, but like Denver sort of was more like both teams sort of came in as frauds from from honestly from like a national media perspective, right? Like well, Lions, just, I think, uh, argued less than the Broncos. Right. But the Broncos had a winning record coming into that game. And, and that's just kind of how the, the NFL works. Like you look at yeah. the Sunday night game, whoever lost that game was just going to be labeled a fraud. Yeah. Like that's just how the I, NFL and works. And it is. But and and Denver got just outclassed. And again, never felt like they were in that game at all. And that first possession, I mean, the Broncos moved the ball down the field, got in the Lions territory, a big uh, Jerry Judy play, and then a great blitz, a blitz called, get in Russ's face, make him uncomfortable, don't let the mobile quarterback dictate terms to you, surprise him, they did, and then it's hard to say a turning point in the game happened in the first quarter, but right there, it just felt like, ah, no, this uh, is about, Detroit's night, Ford about, Field was jumping, and they got the dub. How about Sam Laporta's first touchdown? I think that was the turning that was, point in the game. That was a great uh, play. They, I mean, that was just, I mean, we, we're going to talk, obviously, him, and, and his season's been fantastic. And, you know, you like to say, Ben, like, conversation each week is like, oh, top 10 tight end, now it's top five, now but, it's top three. Now it's like, who else do you want besides Sam Laporta at that position how about, if you're the Lions as a rookie? How about this? Yeah. He's the best weapon on the Lions team. Oh, no, I'm not kidding. Not JMO? No, that's not even clickbait. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, wow. that guy's the best weapon on the Lions. Oh, really? All right. I'll, I'll hey, if, could St. Brown come to the Giants? I'll take him. No, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not just giving up. I mean, that goes to credit the Lions for the way they've mm-hmm. drafted. Honestly, the way Jameer Sam uh, Amonra St. Brown had what? Uh, seven receptions, 112 yards, a touchdown, and flipped over someone and was the third best weapon yesterday, uh, Saturday. It's the third best weapon. Yeah. Gibbs had a better game. Mm-hmm. Laporta had a better game. That's a te- and JMO had didn't score a touchdown, but his most productive game of his career. Yeah. That's what I mean by the healthy balance. Dude, Everyone they targeted got him involved. seven times. Yeah, and he was making some catches that weren't just showing off his speed, ability to make a catch in traffic. That's the kind of progression we needed to see from JMO for a few weeks. And I'll get to who I think really deserves a lot of credit, mm-hmm. which is Aaron I, Glenn. Aaron Glenn, yeah. I mean, to be honest, Sean, everybody deserves credit. The offensive line was fantastic. Yeah. The offensive line went fully healthy. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. 38 points per game. First. 421 yards per game. First. 179 rushing yards per game. First. 5.5 yards per carry. First. Jared Goff has a passer rating of 121 when all five starters are in. The Lions will go as far as their offensive line takes them. Yeah, wrap those guys in bubble wrap. Please. It was a dominant performance from the front group. And I'll tell apparently Ragnow, did you see this? Ragnow was apparently playing off a torn or a meniscus surgery. He had surgery less than two weeks ago on his knee. Jeez. And now is just going out there and is the the third highest graded offensive lineman in the NFL, PFF. Highest graded center. And then you have Panay Sewell. Give this man a lifetime contract. <laughs> he is levitating above every other tackle in the NFL right now. Levitating. He's the best. I'm telling you right now, he's the best left tackle, right tackle in the NFL. Mm-hmm. 
Dominant performance up front led to Goff having a great game, led to everyone getting involved. That's the kind of game we needed to see from the Lions. So here's my question for everyone. Are you back on the hype train? Because we can do this, this radio all week if we want to. We can do hype train radio. Just sell, I don't want to say the two words, or the one word, or two words, the, the SB word. You know, the thing oh, that happens oh, oh. in February. I, don't, I, don't, I was actually lost for a second maybe, there, but no, no, no. Maybe the I don't want to say that. They call yeah, it. the big game. The big game. But we can get this hype train going again, because that's where I'm at right now. You win against Denver, a must-needed game. You lose that game, your season falls off a cliff. You fall fat, flat on your face. They didn't. They responded. Now they're going to Minnesota to play this Nick Mullins Vikings team. Sure. And we'll see what happens in Dallas. Who looked like a better team this weekend? Dallas got thumped on the road. And I get it. The Lions have to go to Dallas. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Opinions on teams change by the week in this league. It's a crazy league. I'm back on the hype train. Anything is possible right now. And I get it. The, the Niners look like the best team of all time. But anything is possible right now. So I want to ask everyone else, if you're getting back on the hype train with me, 989-837-6125. Because to be honest, John, you can make a case that that was their best game of the year. Just the way it happened, the way they went out and pretty much laid the Broncos out flat. They broke them. You see Sean Payton screaming at Russell Wilson at, uh, during the game when he refused to call those challenge calls that most definitely would have been oh, won. How? I mean, they scored twice. Yeah. I, I mean, what are you doing if you're Denver there? You got to, like, look at a replay. Look at a board. The fact that there's no one upstairs for Denver, by the way, in that spot. Yeah. Because that could have altered the game. They weren't out of it at that point. And a, and a touchdown, I think, what, would have made it a one-possession game at that point? Because uh, it became... Yeah. Or I think it was I think it was actually twenty eight seven right and then they kicked the field goal twenty eight ten. I even hated them kicking the field. Not hated them. I I you know obviously Detroit winning, but Denver should have went for it there too. Kicking the field goals when is really when they lost that game. Like what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you back on the hype train? Nine eight nine eight three seven six one two five. I'm in. I'll drive this thing until the bus explodes. I'm in for the rest of the season. No more. In, no more out, no more, well, it depends. No, no, no. I'm in the rest of the season. I'm bought in. I don't care if it crashes in the playoffs. I don't care if it crashes in the first round, second round. I'm in. I'm going down with the ship. 989-837-6125. And if you want to answer this question, go ahead and try to do it. Name five tight, uh, name five running backs better than Jameer Gibbs. Straight up. Name five better than him. Bet you can't. 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to The Payoff. Oh, what's that? That's what, the what's hype that? train, That's baby. That's the hype train. I'm Not the, the Bowler Express. I'm the captain of that thing. Are you the, we are cruising. The captain right of a now. train, really. I didn't know they, they had those, but okay. Yeah, or, you know, back in the day, it wasn't everything. It was auto or whatever. It's how it's ever. Yeah, it's conductor run is the word you're looking uh, for, but it's yes, okay. Conductor. Captains are of boats, but it's okay. You, you know, learn. we stole that from the Pistons. Guess what? You have to have. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. If Michigan State has just as many wins at LCA as the Pistons do, <laughs> uh, you don't get the, the horn anymore. Aww. Sorry. If Joel Embiid has more 30-point games in LCA than the Pistons do, uh, you don't get the horn anymore. You lost Aww. permission. We're stealing it back. 
The Lions hype train is going, and I want to ask everyone else if they're getting back on it and if they're locked in for the rest of the year. 989-837-6125. Because I'm looking at what happened on Saturday, and if the Lions play like that, John, they can beat anybody. Anybody. No. I, I mean, it shows how imperative I think it is. And honestly, this has been a trend across the National Football League, and it's it's not a new trend by any means. But at least in the NFC, there hasn't been a team that's a contender right now that has played confidently on the road by any means. I mean, everyone thought the Cowboys were for real, and then they go into Buffalo and just don't even compete with a Bills team that's still, if the season were to end today, not in a playoff spot. Crazy. Uh, the, and and you, you, we know how we feel about the Eagles, and we'll, you know, you'll be able to hear them tonight following the Michigan State game on the mitt. Equally and, as fraudulent. Yeah. Like, what team is going to define themselves on the road? So the Lions still in the running for this first seed. They play as well as anyone does in the NFL at home. That should be, once again, the emphasis and the focus getting that number one seed because it feels like a year where a conference is going to run through and the NFC specifically is going to run through the one seed and run through home field because it's where every team has been dominant. The Cowboys are unbeatable there. The Lions, for the most part, are unbeatable there. The Eagles, it's hard to go into uh, Lincoln Financial and, and, and do anything, but it shows you why, you know, it might have been a different game mile high, but it was in Detroit. It was in the Dome. And this is going to segue to our next point, but Goff looked terrific, terrific. And he needed a game like that. I mean, you, you've talked about Ben, how it felt good just as a fan to have a game that by the end was a blowout, you know, maybe uh, the score I think was a little closer than it actually felt. It didn't feel like it was really all that close. Right, They had the garbage time. Touchdown. Yeah. It, it, it didn't really feel all that close to me, but the best feeling has got to be the most important position, riding the ship in a way like, Goff played the way you wanted him to. And I'm not going to say there was, you know, all too many difficult throws or a throw that really impressed me, but he did what he is paid to do. Not turn over the ball, put the ball where it needs to be, and, he was help, it, and help establish the run game, which he did, you know, Gibbs and Montgomery did what they had to do, and then he just took it from there with play actions, and the Lions just dictated what they needed to to the Denver Broncos defense. And again, he made the throws necessary to win, to win the game. He was money. He was money. And you look at the weapons he has. With When the offensive line is healthy, I mean, this is a unit. This is a system. And that's the other thing. Did you see the, the Cam Newton stuff from last week? He yeah, and he's right. Jared Goff he's a right, though. Quarter- wait, wait, wait. I have a question, though. Yeah. Is it a bad thing to be well, a system quarterback? Is that is that used as a hurtful word? Well, it's, it's not a system. It's a game manager. Yeah, yeah. There's game. It was. Is that a game bad changer thing? versus game manager? Was and Tom Brady a game manager? Was he just like the best game manager of all time? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, well, that that's been part of it. Where it's like, you know, you still. I mean, I mean, it's the endless debate, and it's so fun to see because I always thought it was Belichick more than Brady. But you're looking Belichick without that guy at quarterback. Patriots are bottom dwellers, well, and there's a lot of elements to that as well. Just they they can't draft for for crap anyway, but. I don't what? think it's a bad thing to be a game manager it, if you're really not, good at it's it. It's not. If, if, if again, it, it just feels like, and, and why it's still, I, I think, worthy of discussion in terms of game changers and game managers is can you win with a game manager anymore? And this is the discussion I think Lions fans have had in bars, on talk shows, in their houses, wherever with, with each other. Can you win playoff games with Goff? Because you look at the Super Bowl last year, Mahomes, a game changer, Hurts, a game changer. Well, John, this year the answer is 
whoever stays healthy. And, well, <laughs> I know, and, and that's part of it too, also. But you you can't tell me you don't believe in San Francisco because of Purdy. You no, know, I do. And Purdy's a game manager, and not to his fault. What are you gonna? Oh yeah, no, Purdy, go scramble to the right side. No, hand the ball to McCaffrey, flip it to Kittle. Give Debo a, a jet sweep. Yeah, all these we'll wide open receivers like, that he's throwing to. So, so it, it's not a negative thing, and and that was Newton's point too. He doesn't feel Dak, you know, uh, makes that special play or is to the level of a Mahomes of right. Hurts of an Allen. He's kind of yeah, right. Dak, Dak that, in the that fourth quarter point. of games when games have been on the line doesn't really have a yeah, great reputation. And, and why it picked up so much steam, by the way, because he he went after Goff, and I for, I literally forget the third quarterback he went after. But it's because he went after the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He's a name, former M- former MVP, went 15 and one in a season. So people latched on to that because it's like, whoa, whoa, how we da- how we going after Dak? And I don't think Dak's in that game manager territory. But you know, I, I there's nothing wrong with that. If, if you're winning games, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not an insult. It's not an insult. And I, I'm not afraid to say Jared Goff's a game manager. He's just really good at it. Yeah. He it, might be the best game manager in the NFL. It's what he's got. To do. And that's why the criticism came, at least for me last week, when you're turning over the ball, because where they're, the Lions system is not intended for Goff, oh, you have to make this extraordinary play. You got to, you know, the pocket's collapsing. You got to step up in the pocket. You got to get a couple runs here and there. Like most quarterbacks, the Lions position him, give him the privilege of, hey, you have two premier running backs arguably two top 10 running backs. You have a you name, have a gr- name five running backs better than Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> well, Go the text ahead and try. People are starting to, but you, you have, so premier running backs, an all-star tight end who's still a rookie and a great receiving core. You just sit back and deliver the ball to whomever's open. That's, that's what's instructed upon him. So when he's turning over the ball and when he's forcibly losing you games and not giving you a chance and fumbling snaps, that's where he comes back to hurt you. But, he, it looked great this Saturday. I'd rather he made have, the necessary throws. And again, I, I I sort of said it as a criticism in the open, like he didn't make that throw that like oh my god impressed me. He doesn't need to. If it's <laughs> he needs to just put it where put it where it needs to be in the chest of Laporta, in the hands of Amron St. Brown. Like that's what he did. I'd rather have the best game manager in the NFL, Goff, than someone who tries to do everything on his own, like Sam Howell. He leads the league in yards. <laughs> no, he is, he's the league leader in yeah, yards. Yeah, but I, I mean that's a situation. But that's exactly the case. Like Howell is probably. Yeah, should be a game manager just based on his talent, but Washington has to have him play like Mahomes, and he's not that guy. I'm canceling stats. It's the same thing. It's, it's, stats it's, don't exist to me anymore. It's the same thing, just NFL retrospective. D- Desmond Ritter could win you games in the NFL, but not when you have him roll out to his left and try and force a ball in the rain. Like, you just have to realize what you have, and I think, and and you don't get any style points for awareness, but the Lions are an aware team. They know what they have in Goff. They know what he can do, and they know what he can't do. Traditional stats, I'm canceling them. I don't care no, that no, Josh nice. Allen leads the league in interceptions. He's one of the three, four best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Well, I don't he, care that Sam Howell leads the league in passing yards. He stinks. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. Well, now, Howells now, are inflated, too, because they're always playing in garbage time because they're always right. getting their butts kicked. Well, and But here is a good stat for you. Here's okay. a good stat for you. Goff had 2.84 seconds to throw. On Saturday. That's a whole half second better than it was in Chicago. And a half second doesn't seem like too much. But when there's 300-pound guys running at you, trying to take your head off, that's an eternity. What having a healthy offensive line does for this team. I'll read it again because it, it really does seem unbelievable. When all five guys are playing, which they did on Saturday, 38 points per game, first in the NFL. 
421 yards per game, first in the NFL. 180 rushing yards per game, first in the NFL. This is a scary unit. This team will go as far as the offensive line takes us. Are you willing to jump back on the hype train? Because I'm here. That's where I'm at. And again, name five running backs better than Jameer Gibbs. Go ahead and try. 989-837-6125. We'll hit the text line when we come back. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. The Payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. If I'm on the hype train for the Lions, and I'm most definitely still on the hype train, I am not getting off. I did sit by the door and look at the tracks and think about jumping off, but it never would happen. I've been a loyal fan for darn near 30 years, so that wouldn't be something I would do. I've been on the hype train my whole life, <laughs> mostly my whole life since I was a teenager. So, um, yeah. There we go. Tanya calling in. And look at John. So hard at work getting that voicemail into the show right away. You guys can leave a voicemail. Text in 989-837-6125. Are you or are you not back on the Lions hype train? And you can say you never left like Tanya did. I, I won't go as far as to say that. I'll I, fully I, admit I was, out, I was off of it. I, I think you're giving yourself too much slack, which usually you don't. Usually you try and skirt around it. But you've, uh, you, like... You were critical of the team, but I know you watch every quarter, every well, that, second. It's not like I wasn't a fan. And With was your like, blue ski mask on? Yeah, it's not like I like gave up on the team, but I was. No. Uh, there was a month straight of bad football. Yeah. I started to voice my concern mm-hmm. that this team wasn't what we thought it was at the beginning of the year. That doesn't mean I didn't like the team anymore. I just wasn't a part of the, the hype train that was cruising along at the beginning of the season. I kind of backed off on that. Now I'm back. Now he's back. Yeah, folks. now I'm back. Let's let's just ride this thing until it crashes. 989-837-6125. Are you back? Did you ever leave? Be honest. Be honest. You got to tell us if you got off of it at some point. I did. I, I, I'll fully admit that. I don't think you should feel bad about that. This team gave us a bad product for five weeks. But Saturday was their best game of the year. 989-837-6125 will hit the Frick Sports Bar text line. I asked to name five running backs better than Jameer Gibbs because I don't think anybody can right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Is there five running backs better than Jameer Gibbs? Scott from Midland chiming in. Chubb, and you already lost me with your first guy. <laughs> Chubb's on, Chubb has one leg. Chubb Come does on. not have a knee. When healthy, Chubb's better. Correct. Yeah. John, Chubb might never get back to what I, he was again. I get that. He's on one that. knee and not playing football. His, his leg bent the wrong way twice. Yes. I don't think Chubb's ever getting back to that. But the other people, his name was Henry, who had nine yards yesterday. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, prime, I'll give you. Yeah, in his prime, not right now. No. Right now, I don't think anyone can name no. five running backs better than Jameer Gibbs. I, I still he know how fantastic. anyone tackles Henry, just the way he's built, 6'5", but people have managed to do it. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. First in yards per attempt now after the weekend. 5.7 yards every time he catches it. Hasn't fumbled yet on the ground. 22 10-plus uh, yard rushes this season. Mm-hmm. That's fifth. Well, to, and to Scott's point, because he put it in at the end, he's got to do more than five games. I get that. Yeah, but I, who I would get you rather have next size. Sunday? Who would I, you rather have next Sunday? I'd rather have Gibbs, man. All right. I want, well, I want CMC first. Then I want Fair. Gibbs. I don't even know if I want Saquon. I've had enough of Saquon. What he's doing with the limited touches he's getting mm-hmm. is incredible. That's there's part o- of it too. There's he's only, not the 
He's not you know, getting the ball as much as all the other guys. As that Mon- are, I mean, he's second in his own position. Montgomery got more touches. Right. He's one of the only eight guys in the NFL to have 1,000 scrimmage yards and eight touchdowns. He has like 80 less touches than all the other guys on the list. What Gibbs stats would look like if they have just been giving him the ball all season long, they'd be ridiculous. I'm not saying they'd be CMC ridiculous, but they'd be up there. They'd be up there with ETN and stuff. And you can see it from now, from the beginning of the season, he's running a lot more patiently. That doesn't mean he's slower. That doesn't mean he's he was worse at the yeah he was worse at the beginning of the year. He was a rookie who got better. He used to get the ball and just try to get to 100 miles an hour as fast as possible. Now you see it games like Saturday where it's like all right I'm gonna get the ball I'm gonna be at like 70 80 percent and then as soon as I see the gap he's gone. He is lightning and his ability to bounce off guys too and have guys really bounce off of him when he lowers the shoulder. I mean, you saw a second touchdown, catches it, spins in after taking some contact. Very few guys I'd rather have ahead of him right now. Very few. And same with Laporta. Laporta's the best tight end in the NFL. Wow. Maybe you can sell me on Kittle. I love Kittle. it. I Ma- love it. Maybe you can sell me on Kittle. But you're done with Kelsey. I'm Swift, done with Kelsey. Swift has made him, so Swift is just I'm out hurt on him. Kelsey. Wow. Maybe if he... he if, Come on. Do you want to play this game? If Kelsey never dated Taylor Swift, he, he would have never fallen off this cliff. Wow. He wouldn't be washed. What do you think about washed, that? Washed, man. Only weapon Mahomes has, and he's washed, according to Ben. I mean, just go look it's at... crazy. Go look at the first touchdown Sam Laporta had. He makes one guy miss after the no, catch. No, it was great. Then he hammers Sertain, puts him on his butt. That's an all-pro corner. Mm-hmm. Then he makes two Broncos collide into each other. And Alex Singleton, the linebacker, is just standing there with his hands on his hips after Laporta gets in the touchdown. He's like, you got to be kidding me. What did I just see? A rookie tight end takeover. His ability to catch the ball in traffic, create space, run routes, what he does after the catch, ability to make guys miss. This feels Gronk-esque. This feels like early Gronk years. Wow. It does. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I, I don't think there's too many tight ends in the league that are better than this guy. And I really do think if he's not already, very soon he will be the best weapon for Jared Goff. He's going to surpass um, Amon Ra at some point, if he hasn't already. I really do believe that. He has already? He might. St. Brown had f- over 100 yards on Saturday, buddy boy. That's fine. Just Which had one had three touchdowns? Montgomery and... Uh, St. Brown did all the dirty work. It was amazing. And that was, and that was hey, Gibbs. Hey, Laporta. What do you mean Gibbs didn't do any of the dirty no, work? No, was fantastic. He had 11 touches. Montgomery had 17 carries. Six more. In between the tackles. But I, mean, I'm, I love Gibbs. I was the one telling you last week when you were like, oh, my, Gibbs shouldn't be near the touches as Montgomery. And I was like, dude. That, I'm, not I'm, in I'm, that game, though. That was even specific split. to that game in so, Chicago where it should have been a David Montgomery game. This game where Gibbs, you can Gibbs run all over anyone. Yeah, give it to Gibbs because he can break loose at any point. He is the second highest breakaway percentage in the NFL. Second highest breakaway percentage. But but Chicago, you can't break away. Well, that's a pretty good defensive front. (laughs) It's it's a lot harder to break away against those type of teams. Chicago is the best run defense in the Mm -hmm. NFL right now. Uh, I'm giving the game ball to Sam Laporta. I know Jared Goff was fantastic. I'd give it to Sam Laporta the way he's playing right now. Like I said, I think he's the best tight end in football. Jared Goff's most reliable target. Mm-hmm. I thought he deserved it. Goff got it, I think. Goff I think Dan one. Campbell gave him the game ball. 
but probably. I mean, he got through for five touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Still not impressed, right? But he's just a quarterback, I mean, that's the thing we've been, right? ta- we've been teasing. Well, I mean, like all, all, all of what happened on Saturday has you feeling a different type way, right, Ben? I mean, it does. You, you were in the dumps. You were, they're going to, like, you were adamant that, hey, they're going to stomp on Denver, and that's what they did. But part of you was just, like, trying to speak it into existence because of just the month prior of football that you saw that was just uninspiring. Yeah. And I think every question was answered, even Glenn and his defensive play calling. But you're Best still game like, of the year. But you're still like, well, do I trust golf outdoors? Do I trust golf against a good defense? That's, but, that's still a lingering question for everybody. But I don't, and the, and I don't Saturday didn't prove that. What? I don't care about that yet, though. I'm, I'm enjoying it is. Well, the that's ride what, that's what you of the hype do. train right now. You got to enjoy the ride. The next three games are at home. Ride the wind. You're going to get a home playoff game when you win this division. Mm-hmm. Not if, when. And you're going to have another game at home. And then as long as you keep winning until you have to, if you can lock up that second seed, mm-hmm. you might never have to play in an outdoor cold weather game. That would be ideal. And I get it. You go to San Francisco, whatever happens, happens. Hey, who says they're out of the one seed, by the way? I'm talking about the two seed. They're not going to get the one seed. They have like, San Fran's one game better than you. I know, but they have like a, they have the tiebreakers. So they're two games better than us, really. And, and they play Baltimore. Washington's a dub. And then the Rams. Yeah, I'll let, they're gonna they're gonna get the one seed. The Lions have like a two percent chance to get the one seed according to like DVOA metrics. Very Baltimore unlikely. on Christmas, man. Very Oof. unlikely. Even though it isn't Santa Clara. That that's a Christmas present right there for the viewers. It is. That's a Christmas. And the listeners, present. it's gonna be on our air. There you go. You want to know my favorite uh, personnel change from the weekend for Detroit? Yeah, you yes. had. I mean, you had Ify Malafonwu coming in replacing Tracy Walker, a veteran. You had Jerry Jacobs finally being benched. Oh, I know yours. Can I guess? Can I guess? Go ahead. No, no Riley Patterson. No Riley Patterson, <laughs> baby. The money badger's back. <laughs> Michael Badgley's back. All it took was one PAT to miss <laughs> in Chicago in the Windy City, and we get Michael Badgley back, who was awesome last year. Uh, I don't know why they got rid of Michael Badgley in the first place. baby. Sorry. Riley P in the cut, man. Come Said, on. Dan Campbell told us that he they've been competing for weeks. All it took was one one uh, measly missed PAT, and all of a sudden the Lions have a new kicker. Yeah. I'm here for it. Six or six on his extra points. That's all it takes. Nine, eight, nine. What'd you call him the badger? He's the money badger. The money badger. Well, you've never heard of this? The money badger. Michael Badgley. <laughs> the, the best kicker. I've heard of in the Detroit. honey badger. Tyron no, Matthews no, no, still no, no, kicking no, no. in the league. I haven't heard of the money with the money badger. That's the guy. <laughs> oh God. All right. I'll, I'll reset the table. Nine, eight, nine, eight, three, seven, six, one, two, five. Are you ready to get back on this hype train? Cause I'll fully admit I was off of it. I don't think there's a problem with saying that you got off of the hype train. That doesn't mean you weren't a loyal fan. That doesn't mean you thought this team was going to lose out. All it means was you pump the brakes a little bit on the hype train that at the beginning of the year, at certain points of the regular season, Super Bowl was being thrown around by people like me. (laughs) I got off of that. I pumped the brakes a little bit, got in the passenger seat of the hype train. Now I'm back to being ready to drive it. What do you call it? The conductor of the train. There you go. That's what I feel like right now. Choo-choo. We're driving it. It's hype. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're stealing it from the Pistons because they don't deserve anything anymore. They don't deserve our love. They're like the stepchild. Yeah, get rid of them. Wow. 
Um, but I'm back. I'm ready to go and run this hype train through Minnesota. 989-837-6125. If you're going to tell us that you're still on the hype train, if you're going to tell us you never got off of it, tell us why. Because I need some reason behind that. Because they played bad football for a month. They did. Over a month. It was not great product. They were giving us reason to be worried. Now I'm ready to go. Before we get to... Uh, let's just get to the text line. The Frick Sports Bar text line, 989-837-6125. Ben has surpassed Blue Kool-Aid and on to blue beer and whiskey. Laporta's the best tight end in the league. Am I over my head? Am I, am I too hype? It's, it's been a 180. It's been a 180, but I think it's justified in a lot of ways. They put up 42 points against a team with a winning record. Mm-hmm. National TV, Saturday night, and they played to the ability and to the extent that you thought all season long they could play up to after a month of not being able to do that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're feeling good today. We, everyone gets great. on us for not feeling good. We're feeling good today. Until 7.30, and then the Pistons are on TV. Then I just feel bad about myself. <laughs> 989-837-6125. Lock of the day next. You're listening to The Payoff Fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. This hype train, man, it is zooming. It is going 110 miles an hour, and it's headed right towards Nick Mullins. It's headed right towards Minnesota. I don't care who they roll out at quarterback. This team has to go win this game in Minnesota. And I'll... I'll be honest, we're not getting a preview radio yet, but Brian Flores is going to be a challenge for this team. When is Goff at his worst? When he's under pressure. What does Brian Flores do more than anybody else in the NFL? Blitz. It's going to be a good game. It's not a game we should take for granted, but it's a game you go out with a division on the line. You know what would be nice, John? To make Week 18 meaningless. Rest the starters. Get everyone healthy. That would be nice. That's a lot to ask for, but if they win this week in Minnesota on the road, that's not out of question. No matter what happens in Dallas, you might be locked into the two or three seed. The number one seed's still not out of it. it Don't it give is, up though. on that, it Ben. Is. Do not give up. Min- D- 49ers take on a tough they, Ravens they have team. To and then the Rams, the Rams will be competing for something. They, they'd have to win two, lose two games, and we'd have to win, we'd have to win out. The Lions would have to win yeah. out. All right. And then the, the and Cowboys then also and have the Vikings, to, who have Nick Mullins. Just so those so are unlikely. Both of those things happening are, would be so unlikely. So the, the one loss left for you is the Cowboys. You're convinced, because we talked a while how it's going to be tough to sweep the Vikings, and the last time, when's the last well, time they beat Minnesota? Well, that was, the but, la- in Minnesota, it was 2017. The last time you swept Minnesota was 2016. But that was before Nick Mullins got announced as the starter. <laughs> I still fear in my head, Nicky like, M, Josh Dobbs just tormenting the Lions, mm. just going full pastronaut mode. Like, that, that still kind of runs through my head a little bit. In my heart, I know that's probably what would happen, but they benched him. They did. Threw too many uh, suicide balls to to Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Got him put in the hospital just after coming back from injury because he's just throwing balls to get nuked by linebackers. Man, yeah. Mullins threw it right at a guy, uh, right at a defender's chest. That was great. Did you see that play? Uh, I didn't really get to watch what that first saying? game. What were you doing? Working. Oh. Doing other things, you Do, know. You know. But I did see. I get this to, job's I, not enough for Ben. He's got to be everywhere. I got to watch. Jake Browning come back and Jake Browning um, lead a comeback win in overtime against go. that team. Guess what? Jake Browning now has more overtime wins than Josh Allen. 
<laughs> that makes you so giddy. I don't know why. I just am not. I, just, I don't know. I'm just not a big Josh Allen. Browning has never even sniffed the playoff game. He's Allen's about gone to. to an AFC championship. He, well, it's about overtime when you need to step yeah, up. Is it? That's what, it, that's what it's about. <laughs> Tell me the difference between Joe Burrow and Jake Browning. You can't. We'll wow. hit the text line. 989 wow. I, I think one went to a Bowl, but maybe six, I'm wrong. What are you doing that Super Bowl? Uh, if they would have had Jake Browning, on the <laughs> other hand. Uh, Frick Sports Bar text line 989-837-6125. John is correct. Week 18 will be hopefully for the one seed. It won't be meaningless. Thank mm. you, Jeremy. Okay. Well, uh, if, <laughs> if the 49ers beat the Ravens, which they're like four and a half point favorites, it's over. They locked up the one seed already. No, they, because they could lose to the commit. I know it's not likely. No, they, but they, could, could no, lose they to have commanders. the tiebreaker. They have the tie. Oh, so they. We, no, but you'd have to gain two games. If they lose out to the commanders, they're not going to lose to the commanders, John. They're not going to lose to the commanders. It's the National it's Football not League. happening. I'm not saying it is, but it's the National Football League, buddy boy. It's Sam Howell. They keep winning by 15. <laughs> it's it's not fair, but I, I'll tell I, you I'm what. Saying, Santa did bless us with that. I'm technically that, correct. That's why I like yeah, being. You're technically correct, but every advanced analytic has it like a 5% chance that the Lions are one seed. I get it. Take it's your not analytics and, you know. <laughs> and, and what? <laughs> and I'm not going to finish it. <laughs> uh, how about this? You want to make some money? I, You know what? I don't know who doesn't. Then give it to me. Wait, which one are we doing here? Uh, you give me some money. Uh, I got a lock for you. Lock of the day. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. You could you could make a lot of money. <laughs> MCDC. Yeah, uh, at, at, at a minute where he just... Who knows what he was talking about for a minute. He was, in that he press was talking conference. about Brad Holmes finding... Yeah, so, I, yeah. it, uh, that's yeah. what it felt like, but... It was a minute. It was a minute <laughs> of audio of him not knowing what the hell he was saying. He was talking like, about him, Brad Holmes' ability to go find guys with that dog in him in the draft. Yeah. He was talking about Laporta and Gibbs. I I, I give him credit because the, the post-game speech got me fired up. We played it at the intro, and if you miss it, you could podcast us, uh, you know, the, the payoff on all the big podcast providers. We'll have the show up ASAP after we're done. But that was a great speech. That press conference today, or at least that minute, oh my gosh, I was sitting here like, what the heck is this guy saying? Well, now people probably forget what we were doing about. Give it to me again. Oh, here we go. Lock of the day. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right. Mon- you, could, you could make a lot of money. <laughs> Let's go to Monday Night Football. Oh, here we go. Getting the app out. We're getting the app out. Can't Gen- wait to lose generic, more money. Generic sports gambling app. Yeah, when you're not sponsored. <laughs> it's uh, a generic sports book. In the past seven weeks, mm-hmm. the Eagles and the Seahawks have both been bottom four teams in the NFL in terms of giving fantasy points to wide receivers. Oof. AJ Brown is going to win some fantasy leagues this week. Congratulations to all those still participating. I'm still live in one league. John, I believe you told me you're dead. I'm dead across everywhere. all five, seven imagine leagues. Imagine that, five leagues and I'm dead everywhere. If you're still competing or competing against, AJ Brown is going to win a fantasy league tonight. I like all of his props. I'll wow. give you the touchdown as my lock. But I like him over six and a half receptions. I like him over 80 and a half yards. Give me all the A.J. Brown props tonight. Eagles can't stop anybody. You saw what happened when they played Dallas in primetime a couple weeks ago. It got ugly. Well, you mean the Seahawks? Yeah. So yes. the Eagles? Yes. Well, either of them. Both teams can't stop anybody through the air. Okay. If you want to take both quarterbacks over, too. We just found out both quarterbacks are playing. So I'm taking A.J. Brown everything. 
What are you gambling up over there I'm, in I'm your so, generic sports? I'm seeing what at. it would be. You want him AJ Brown touchdowns, the main lock. That's the only thing we're putting in yeah, as a lock. Just, but over six and a half receptions, over 77 and a half yards. I believe over six and a half receptions is plus money, plus yes. odds. Yeah. Go ahead, take whatever you want. Oof. I'm locking up all the AJ Brown. Huh? Yeah. I can't wait for him not to get Parlay a target. them all together. Let's do it. Let's just get crazy. Let's just get crazy. Now do I put Eagles money line in there? You do, you man. You're mm. you're already in on the Eagles for our picks. They're my yeah, they're my last pick of the week. You had a t- terrible. <laughs> you were awful. Back to back bad weeks. You're now in first. Who would have thought? Well, who would have thought? It was either me or you, because Brad, you know. He's done. He's gone. But he's back tomorrow. I know. He's back tomorrow. That's huge. Um, yeah, one in, one in three right now. We both pushed on the Browns game. And then, oh, no, you're, jeez. You went 4-0 oh, and 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. pushed twice. Oh, yeah. I didn't lose. Damn. Yeah, I'm one in three straight up. Or one, three, and one. Damn. Yikes. We'll get the, you know, you can keep talking. I'll try and get the uh, official season record. How about this? How about this? We'll reset the table here. I'm back on the Lions hype train. That was a rough six-week stretch prior to Saturday. If you want to call me a fake fan, that's fine. I can take it. If you want to say I'm not loyal, go ahead. But what I can tell you is this. I am honest with how I feel about this team, with what I see with this team. And for six weeks, it was awful. It was not fun. They were winning games, but it wasn't in a way where you thought to yourself, this is a team that can do something. This is a team with a statement to say. Because you're looking around the NFC, and there's going to be a team that squeaks into the playoffs that's just flat out not that great at football. Vikings, Packers, I guess, still have a chance. Hell, the Bears still have a shot. But if you're looking around the NFC, and you're tiering your teams or ranking them, however you want to do it, the Lions have undoubtedly answered questions about being frauds, and they have undoubtedly put themselves in a conversation of either top two or three teams in this conference. Hell, the Eagles of all teams have to answer more questions about themselves right now than the Lions do. They're in, uh, in court right now. <laughs> the people are coming at the Eagles. They're at the podium. They're at the stand having to defend themselves. The Lions, on the other hand, they're squeaky clean right now. They answered questions. That was their best offense and defensive performance of the year. I don't care about the stats. I don't care about the numbers, points scored. That was their best game. Against a winning record, which we had been pretty harsh about throughout the last few weeks, they had only one win against a team above 500, and it was the Kansas City Chiefs in week one. I said, you can't peak in week one. Broncos were playing for their season, essentially, trying to get back into the playoffs. And the Lions squashed that ability. Dan Campbell squashed that ability. Aaron Glenn had his best performance of the year, made a lot of personnel changes. Ify Melifonwu coming in at safety, making a great play. Wasn't playing last week. Ben Johnson got everyone involved. The narrative that we were getting this guy back because he wasn't uh, ready to be a head coach, that's gone. Best performance of the year. Laporta, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Gibbs, two touchdowns. What a win for Brad Holmes yesterday was. or I keep saying yesterday, Saturday. What a win for Brad Holmes this was. And that was one of the first things Dan Campbell told him after the game. Told the media. He looked them all dead in the eye and said, yeah. We faced a lot of criticism. Brad faced a lot of criticism for those draft picks. I 
think it worked out well. I saw a fun stat over the weekend, John. Um, guess who led the nation in broken tackles in 2022? Oof. College. Kyle McCord. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, Jameer Gibbs. He was second. Sam Laporta. He was first. Look at that. You did, just not that hard. It just doesn't it's, seem it's like a formula, hard formula to crack. After it happens, it feels like it's so easy, right? If you're the Eagles who played tonight. All right, just draft guys out of Georgia. Just keep replenishing your defense. All right, you're the Lions. You want weapons, targets. Who has the first most broken tackles? Who has the second most broken tackles as an offensive player? Get both of them and then see how it works. Right, but Jameer, you can't take a running back 12th overall. Can't do that. Well, I guess you can. Uh, he looks better than the other running back that was taken. Bichon's not even playing no. anymore. I don't know what that's about. They, they, they use more running backs than the Lions do. Well, the, the Lions, like, strictly use two. And they, use, they, they were running Patterson and Algier. And for anyone who's like, oh, we need more Gibbs or we need more Monty, a healthy balance is good. It means they're not going to get hurt as frequently. Or at least you're lessening their odds or their chances to get hurt. You don't want to just run your guys into the ground or else you can kiss them goodbye at some point in the season. It's a miracle Christian McCaffrey's played every game. I don't know how they pulled it off this year, but they did. And Cross your fingers. <laughs> and now Gibbs looks like that next guy that can just do everything out of the backfield. Name five running backs better than Jameer Gibbs. Can't do it. Can you do it, John? <laughs> Not five right now. Nope. That I want. Nope. I'll get, I'll take McCaffrey. Yep. And after more consideration, I still think I take Saquon. Sure. ETN's worth a look. Sure. But you got, I don't you know. gotta, you I gotta name two Henry. more to get to five. Henry had nine yards yesterday. Nine <laughs> yards. And then after the game, admittedly said, I don't know what my future looks like with the Titans. Wow. So you tell me who the best running back in the NFL is or the best tight end in the NFL is. Yeah, you think that's Laporta? I think it's Sam Laporta at this point. He's going to be the Hall of Famer. I'll say that right now. Uh, wow. All right, everyone. <laughs> nice nice uh, pipe bomb at the end there. Yeah, pipe bomb. Uh, all right, everyone. I th- appreciate you guys tuning in. We're jumping back on the hype train. Anyone's welcome with me. Thanks for listening to the payoff. Hope it was worth it.